Hey guys, welcome to the Fuck Around and Find Out podcast. We had so much fun earlier with interviewing a random strange person we kidnapped that we brought another one back on. That's going to be Traveling Psychonaut. He's got his own Discord server. He's uh, the first official, actual, real-life Canadian we found that would come on the show. Canadian, eh? Yeah, like a real Canadian, not a Southern Canada Canadian, <laughs> like all you guys that live up close to the border, but an actual, real-life Canucistani. Nice. So, yeah, welcome to I've never seen one of those before. <laughs> yeah, he's probably actually fought a bear with the hockey stick, but the hockey stick was signed. So, uh, <laughs> by Wayne Gretzky. Wayne Gretzky, yeah. the great That's one. It. That's it. Which which we, part we, of the vast tundra are you from? I'm from Ontario. Oh. Ontario. Yeah, is, yeah. Remind me, is that one that's across from Michigan? Yeah, I'm closer to uh, Buffalo. Buffalo down. Whoa, it's it's the one that's closer to you there, Deadpool. Yeah. yeah. He's uh he's just across the border over there. You guys could like, I don't know, sneak medicine back and forth to each other. How about we just go to the strip club? Strip clubs are always good. Twenty pure platinum. Okay. What is a Canucka I'm curious though. What is a Canucka Stanny strip club like? It can't it's just be better um, than the Buffalo strip club, that's all. Yeah, yeah. They're pretty much all the same, you know. Nude girls, alcohol. Desperate cocaine a little bit for a <laughs> Yeah, of course. You can say whatever and, you and, want. And, you know, when you go on stage you, in America, when you roll the dollar bill and you put it in your mouth, in yeah. Canada, they got those little fucking ducky coins, right? So <laughs> how hard is it for them to squat down and get that coin, right? Whoop. Nope. <laughs> you missed it. Try again. Yeah. <laughs> Kegels. Kegels. I think uh, in, in the States, there, it's not full nude, is it? No, no, it depends on the state. It's a little little up there. Yeah, yeah. It depends on the states. I mean, Texas, there's, yeah, there's full nudity here. Well, this is, this is, this is fucking New York, New York again. Yeah, when I I was a young, young college kid, uh, that's the only reason we went to Canada was to see the girls. (laughs) (laughs) The Canadian ballet is what we used to call it. Really? That's amazing. That's beautiful. Eight, 18 to drink and full nudity. What more could a young man ask for? Okay. Is it still 18 to drink up there? No, I think it's 19. You got well, it's, it's so much still, better. Shoot, yeah, yeah. Right? It's 21 where you guys are, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 19 here. So how long you been? Uh, you been doing the old micro? I've been doing it. Only about eight months now. That's not bad. Ooh, yeah. yeah, I'm still You're pretty new. Still a lot new. of people are surprised when they like when they see my stuff. I, I heard you were working on a hockey bag tech, a grow bag. Tech. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> a hockey bag <laughs> tech. I think they call that shoe box. Oh, no, exactly. <clears throat> actually, you know what? That's a uh, that's a good idea. Maybe that's something I'll try to invent. There you a go. hockey bag tech. Right. Well, it's gotta have. It's gotta have at some way. It's gotta have a uh, like a hockey stick involved. Like stirring. Like a, we need a stainless steel fucking hockey stick to stir substrate with. No, it's yeah. a gigantic slant, and a piece of wood instead of a a popsicle stick. You use a hockey stick. I think uh, <laughs> when your tub turns green and starts to stink, 
I think that that'll be the uh, hmm. what do you call it? The hockey bag tech. <laughs> you mean when, when you fucking smack the fuck out of it? Like a bear? <laughs> <laughs> Bears and hockey sticks, they just go together. Yeah. So what got you into mycology in general? Well, first I was just going to uh, grow a few fr- fruits for myself to eat. like Because I was tired of spending money from the dispensary online there. And then uh, I started doing a tub and... It just started growing and growing and getting more and more. And then I started getting into agar. I had a few good guys help me out. And, uh, yeah, it just kept growing from there now. Nice. Uh, you have yeah. only been doing this for about eight months. So you probably actually remember, like, all of your origin story. So what was, like, what got you wanting to try, like, psychedelic mushrooms to begin with? Um. Well, the first time I did them, I was uh, with my mom and her boyfriend, and we're in the backyard having a party, and I ate some mushrooms, and man, it was just, it was a crazy experience. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to try and grow it on my own. So I went out and I bought a box, uh, one of those all-in-one boxes from one of the online sites. Hmm. And I bought this box, and it just, it didn't grow, it didn't do nothing. I got all discouraged, so I'm like, screw it, I'll just buy the mushrooms online, which I did for... I don't know, a few months. And then when we moved to my new place, I thought, you know what? I'm going to set it up and do it all myself. So I did some research and then just uh, figured it out from there. But the, the psychedelic part, the, like um, the healing was good too, like my for my mind and stuff like that after I did them. Right. So I figured, you know what? I'm going to try and learn to grow them for myself. And I just went all in. Right. How much? So how, what how kind much of lab was it like? Yeah, how much did you do on your first trip, though? Let's start with that. Um, we didn't have a scale. He just gave me a bag. I, I would say I had to be at least a half ounce. But <laughs> I, 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 it was probably three, it was a three finger baggie, and I didn't know anything about them, and he didn't say nothing to me. So I just I just kept eating them, and he didn't say yeah, nothing. That's he didn't half ounce, right there, buddy. He, he, he didn't say stop or hey, maybe you should put those on a scale or nothing. He just gave me the <laughs> You're baggie. Fucking die, man. That's it, man. <laughs> Just, just watch the campfire. Yeah. It'll go away eventually. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, I, he was a native guy, and uh, I was sitting in the chair, and I started seeing all the grass moving, and then uh, he turned into the chief. He was wearing a headdress, and it was all – it was just – it was amazing. Yeah, it, it was crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. It sounds like oh. it, was a good, it was a good experience then. It was. It wasn't scary or nothing. You know, we were outside in the backyard. It wasn't. It wasn't scary at all. It wasn't. Setting so, is important. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Nature is a good way to introduce people outside. I think that's probably the best way. I like to do yeah. it before we go on a, like a haunted house trip. <laughs> right before on, the, yeah. on the trip. No. The so you're a seasoned <laughs> veteran now. <laughs> yeah. I like to, uh, if I'm going to introduce people, I either do it one or two different ways, either just at my house, like, uh, just relaxing in like a real calm environment and watch something neat on TV together after we've made sure everybody's in the right frame of mind by just talking to them a little bit and making sure that they're not like super depressed or having like some crazy thoughts or anything like that. Uh, uh, and then, or the other way is like out around a campfire. There's like campfire. That's the perfect way right there. That's some good shit. Cause it's like, you're just sitting there talking. Everybody like kind of opens up and starts talking about random things around a campfire. Anyway, everybody right? starts listening to the fire because it's talking to them. 
Oh, yeah. And then just sit there and just watch them just like, they're to talk and they just stop like mid-sentence and just stare at the flames. You're like, they're learning. <laughs> I think it's you know? the nature element. I think it's the nature element. It makes everybody relax and keeps everybody calm and the fire and the dark. Oh, I think it's in human nature. Like, yeah. probably cave people were probably doing that shit. So, yeah. You, well, the dark definitely does help. Because when you're in, like, um, when they do the things now, like, professionally, and they sit you down in the bed and everything, you, they put you in blindfolds, and you're supposed to be just laying there trying to relax. Yep. You know, so there's no people around you talking to you. It's all uh, all in your head. So you can really get that uh, huge uh, sensational buff when you go ahead and uh, you're in the dark. That's how I try to do that now, like uh, even just for a couple hours or an hour, you know, I try to just lay in the dark and let it go. Yep. Then you start seeing the music. (laughs) Well, the last time I seen something coming out of the ceiling kind of looked like a like a robot. It was kind of like dancing at me and kind of like teasing me. It was was really weird, you know. (laughs) What decade of life are you in? Like, are you in your 20s or 30s or how? Um, I'll be 40 this year. Nice. Okay. That's about yeah. average for the people that we we deal with. We don't usually deal with a lot of – we don't see a lot of, like, 18, 19-year-olds, like I don't, that are no. serious about mushrooms and mycology or just about the um, psychedelics in, in general. They usually just want to get freaking messed up and, you know, and that's it. But they're not interested in the whole aspect of it, and they're not actually trying to do anything with it. I think um, it's a different time now, you know, like uh... – it's, they don't know about it. Like they're all about like what they see on TV and stuff like that. They don't. They don't know as much. Like my parents were from the what the seventies, the sixties, and seventies. So I kind of knew a little bit about it, but I, I think it's a different time nowadays. That's well, that's for sure. That's the snowflakes nowadays. You can't. Uh, and, they, cons- and, and they and they have culture. all the information. They have all the information at their fingertips to learn everything in two seconds, and they still don't fucking listen. <laughs> yeah, well, so we like to tell people that they have they have this device in their hand that has access to all of the knowledge in the entire world, and they use it to watch cat videos and uh, <laughs> tic, you know TikTok. That's it's pretty yeah. much it, you know. And man, I don't know if it's just that 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 we're all in kind of the same like age group, as it. I use my phone all the time to study. Like if I'm just sitting somewhere, I'm not really playing like games on it. I'm reading, you know, I'm, I'm looking up forums. I'm reading different things. Um, I'm whatever's on my, in my head that day. Like sometimes it might be food stuff or it might be mushroom related, or it might be learning a new skill. I use that damn thing all the time. I probably read a book a, a week worth of information just off of my phone. Whenever I get something, whenever something tickles my fancy, I usually spend about a good day and a half on YouTube watching every video I possibly can teach me about the subject before I go ahead and start downloading books and printing them out. Yeah. YouTube is pretty damn good for that. Yeah, it's great for mycology, too. If you want to learn some stuff, like, you, you find anything on there. It's, it's really good. You got to be yeah, careful, though. There's a lot of, a lot of stuff yeah. out there that, you know, not going to work and... Like yeah, I've seen the, like, quite a few texts on YouTube that are like, yeah, you're cutting away during certain parts of this damn thing. And you're not, you know, you're not filming the entire step here. 
they don't want to but, give all the secrets up, you know? They want you to, to struggle a little bit. I don't understand that. I was like, if I want people to be successful, I want them yeah. to know exactly what to do step by step. Exactly. But, exactly. So where do you see the future of mycology in Canada? Like, is there a move up there to try to you know, legalize it? Like, ever since I've started this, I've been trying to look around and find find Canadian mycologists and uh, maybe I'm not looking in the right spot, but there there isn't many of us out there as far as as far as I know. But I mean, I, I like I like to see it blow up. I like to see it like you guys out there in the states. You know, I'd love to see that. We're there almost legal now. We're almost legal. Oh, really? So, yeah, it's it's pretty close. Like we have uh, dispensaries up here. Um, they're getting shut down now, but there's there's a few out in British Columbia. There, they've been open for a long time. We got online dispensaries that will send you mushrooms. Um, oh, yeah, really? I didn't know that about Canada. It's the same. It's yeah. the same route. They're taking the same route as marijuana. Exactly. Yeah, yes. well, that's pretty awesome that they're actually being progressive about it. Which, yeah, it's that's why I figured I would see more. You know, you'd see more mycologists and stuff like that. But I think people they, they don't want to put the time in. They'd rather just go to the store, like, and you know, buy the mushrooms or something like that. They don't really want to learn learn about the the whole process and you know they leave that to guys like you and me and stuff like that well plus but, a lot of people still think it's taboo so you know so they don't want to actually they don't want to do the illegal part they want to do a they want to do the five minute you know eating something part <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think a lot of people see uh psychedelics as something that they're going to take and just lose their fucking shit like those old 1960s anti-drug ads yeah show like the hippie like chewing their fucking arm off and shit, you know. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's, uh, yeah it's, so it's a lot of misinformation, I guess, as you're saying. There are a lot of misinformation out there, and I think they think it takes a lot of money to start. Maybe you know, it, it doesn't. It takes a, you know, I, I started a with a friggin' a pot at two jars. You know, there you go. <laughs> it's like, See? Yeah, yeah. You can make substrate just out of random shit in your backyard, <laughs> like literally. Yeah. Lawn clippings or, work great. Absolutely. Yeah, I haven't tried that yet. I haven't tried the lawn clippings. It works. But where do you where do you see yourself with mycology on an, uh, uh, in you know like two years from here? Like, are you going to continue with it? Do you plan to expand? Are you going to turn it into yeah. a business for yourself? Well, if it became legal, I would uh, I would definitely think about starting a business and stuff like that. Um, Right now, I'm starting to learn about spore dilution. I ah, just bought all the, I bought, yeah, I bought the microscope. I bought all the tubes. So I'm trying to like, I'm trying to step it up every, you know, to each each level of of the mycology. Oh, yeah, you're, if you're already getting into spore dilutions and you bought a microscope, you're in this. You caught the bug hard, buddy. You're, <laughs> yeah, well, you're, you got to close it. Yeah, you're alive. You're alive for now. I bought uh, I bought a microscope when I maybe like three or four months in, but it was one of those uh, LED screen ones. All you know, right. I thought it was uh, fancy, yeah. look cool. You put it, up, but you can't. It's not very. Uh, doesn't have uh, good mag- magnification on it. You yeah, should be able to replace the lenses. Dichrons and monochrons, and you're not gonna. Be yeah, able to see you can't that. see that with that. It's all. It's the screen's all blurry and stuff. So I, I thought it was cool. You know, yeah, I got a microscope, and but now I'm taking it a little more serious, doing a little more research. I have a few guys helping me out you know, along the way. So, yeah, I'd, I'd like to uh, start breeding my own mushrooms, get them out there, stuff like right. that. 
It's a lot of fun. We should probably do a thing where everybody comes down here and we go and hunt hunt wild mushrooms. They grow all around where I'm at. Like, you go out and catch, get liberty caps or go find uh, just various psilocybin out here in fields. So it'd be fun to do, like, a group, uh, like, get together and go hunt. We need to carry yeah, guns. It's coming right at us. <laughs> oh, shit, yeah. We're gonna have to have somebody like you know actually shoot the cow patty and then put a tag on it. Where is is Trim here? John, he hasn't been talking at all. I am here. Yes, can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm a little under the weather tonight, so I'm being a little more quiet than my usual self. (laughs) This poor kidney, he needs a new one. Who's gonna give him one? Let's Uh, three quarters. I got you, man. I'll take care of you. I appreciate yeah, it. Just, mine. Yeah, I've only got one some... left. I woke up in a bathtub, but that's a story for another day. <laughs> 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 At least you didn't wake up buried to someone. <laughs> I hate that shit. I, every time it happens, it's just like a pain. It's like a fucking yeah. ball. God, it's just so hard to hide that many bodies. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I'd give away a few tips, but I don't think this is the p- proper place or time, so. <laughs> <laughs> So what uh what, do you do you have a uh, flow hood? I do actually. I bought it. I I first started out. I built one my own. I built it. It worked perfect. Okay. It worked just like like the flow hood I have now. And then uh, I don't know. I just I wanted to upgrade. I guess so. I just went out. I bought it used. I paid six hundred dollars for it on Kijiji. It's Mac a Canadian app, kind of like Craigslist, I guess. Right. I was like, so, what did you just call me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What? And uh, it, it, it was pretty much brand new. Retails for about three, 000, four thousand, but the lady was getting rid of it. And like I said, there's not many mycologists up here, so I offered her six hundred bucks, and she took it. So I got a good deal on that. Yeah. What size is it? Uh it's thirty six wide by twenty nine deep, I believe. That's a That's, pretty big one. Yeah, it's That's um three by two by. Vertical. It's a vertical flow. Hood. Oh, it's a it's vertical. Not, oh, flow hood. okay. Yeah, it's not a horizontal. Oh, it's a vertical. Actual, those are fucking actual nice. Yeah, yeah that's I was, I was catching a lot of flack at the beginning for having it, though. You know, because you don't see a lot of like not a lot of the guys are using the. No, using, I got a lot of my buddies that have vertical flow yeah. hoods, and they swear by they're them. They're nice. Oh, I like yeah, it too. Very nice. I put my slaps on the back and stuff. I don't have to worry about the fan being there. I can put the stickers and. I well, like the stickers. You know, the way oh, I look dude, at it. We got to get you, you some see, stickers from us. We got some badass stickers. Yeah, that would be great. Awesome. I love them. I put them all over the hood. But the way I look at it, if, if you go into a real biology lab, 90% of the time they have a vertical flow hood, not a horizontal. Oh, yeah. I mean, so, yeah. Something to think about there. Yeah. Well, it's about, it's for also the, for about the people space. For the people who are haters, anyway. I love them. <laughs> The only thing you got to worry about is that from when you have a horizontal flow hood, you just have to try not to get anything between yourself and uh, like your workspace and your flow hood, right? Right. Like yeah. they're blowing at you. On over a vertical one, it's kind of the same. You don't want you don't want to run your hand over the top of anything you're working on, right? Right. Because yeah. you don't want skin, you know, blowing oh, off like hairs yeah. and shit like that. Other than that, they work great. There's so much more space available in them, and you can just close the fucking doors and leave the bitch on and just let it roll. Like, yeah, that's, uh, you don't. Yeah, it's got to be great right. for plates. Just being able to leave it oh. in that room because there's it's positive pressure the whole time. Exactly, yeah. they're amazing for plates. Damn it! Now I want one. Son of a bitch! <laughs> if sleeping doesn't pick up this goddamn flow hood, I'm going to turn it into a vertical hood. 
<laughs> yeah, we right? should. We should make a feral vertical hood tech. It wouldn't be that difficult. No, basically take the regular feral hood. Yeah, flip it upside your... down. Yeah. How long you guys all been doing it? Huh? How long you guys been uh, doing mycology? Twenty three like, years. Yeah. Oh, like, I'm, the, uh, I'm the baby here then. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sitting amongst the legends. <laughs> been doing it long enough that. Uh, the internet used to be uh, like HTML refreshing. Yeah. You know. <laughs> hey, have you ever heard this noise before? <laughs> I'm 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 the the next in line. I've only been doing it about four years total. I'd have to say. So not too much ahead of you. Well, you can learn like, you can learn a lot in two months, let alone four years, Trim. Oh yeah, like look at this. Like he's been doing it for eight months. He's wildly successful. I've seen some of his pictures. Like great. What's your favorite? What tech are you working on right now? Like, because generally people they try to skip around from tech to tech, but you got to pick one and get really good at it. We have a guy yeah, in our group who's start, like, that's what I, that expand. Yeah, that's what I've done from the beginning. Kind of new, right? Like Mr. Data, he's a great guy. He's kind of new to it, but he got like amazingly good at bags, right? Like, so that's like his thing. Yeah, I've, I've tried bags. Yeah. I haven't had any luck for some reason. I've tried, you know, I've only done tried maybe like three or four of them. I've had no luck with the bags. I've uh, I started with the dub tub, and I haven't okay. left that since. What I, I messed around with a lot of the grains, trying the grains and stuff like that. I couldn't. Um, right now I'm on the millet. I, I love millet. Millet's millet's my favorite. Hmm. So, I'm but on yeah, the, the dub tub. Shitty bird food millet. <laughs> That's what I yeah. Saying. Well, I've showed a lot of the guys like uh, like the millet that I've been getting, and they say it looks great. Like I, I don't know what it's like. I don't have anything to compare it to, but they're saying it looks really good, the millet that I'm getting. Yeah, locally, millet can be either really, really cheap or stupidly freaking expensive. Down here, millet is very expensive. Um, but like whole oats are really cheap. And occasionally I find like that just absolute shit bird food for real cheap too. So I'll use shit bird food, like black oil, sunflower seeds, the whole nine yards, all all mixed in. I don't care. It doesn't hurt anything. You're going to sterilize it. So, Dude, I got whole oats the other day, a whole bag, open that up. It had to be, I want to say I had at least two or three kernels of corn in my fucking oats. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. I got, I got, I buy these cheap as shit, fucked up oats, right? Like just the just the nastiest brand I can get. They're probably like maybe ten percent grasshopper pieces, you know? Yeah. Or like, and I love them. I, just just extra protein and protein. You're talking about nitrogen. the trailer supply bag, right? Yeah, yeah. Same I get like, it. Was all, it was all half corn. I was like, what the fuck is this shit? Ah, <laughs> fuck it. It works. It all works the same. It's drippy oh, coats. <laughs> It's like I like to I like when I break and shake and there's like a big like dehydrated grasshopper eyeball like just staring at me in there. Like its head's like all half colonized. It looks great. Mm-hmm. There you go, colonizing meat again. You're gonna get us all. <laughs> That's different. Teaching teaching mycelium to eat bugs is a totally different thing than teaching it to eat people. Fucking idiots running around <laughs> making agar from their own freaking blood and growing my uh, cordyceps on it. God damn, man. Do you want Last of Us? Because that's how you get Last of Us. That is. <laughs> Jackasses. I don't even... I refuse to even grow cordyceps. They just they scare me too much. They freak yeah, me out. They're creepy as shit. 
So you're doing dub tubs. What do you? What size are you doing? Just shoe box. I just do shoe boxes. I find I've done the uh, eight quarts, forty quarts. Oh, no, six quart. I just use six quart small tubs. I find I've had the most success with those. I don't know what it is. Plus, if anything goes wrong, it doesn't hurt when you have to throw it away. Oh exactly. yeah, when you do a big like I do, I got these thirty-seven quart tubs, and if I do a big tub and it it tams out, it's it's a lot of resources that go out the door. Yeah, and I like to do a lot of variants all at once. I and I don't like I have a little bit of space, but not a whole lot of space. So I'm throwing I, I like forty-two to do a, right now. <laughs> forty-two variants. Forty-two bags. Yes, sir. Wow. Oh, bags! Bags are good though. They, they, you know, they don't take up a lot of space. I wish I could get. I'm gonna the have bag? to get after and find out your bag tech because I told you I'm having problems with the bags for some Dude, reason. The bags are the same is. thing as the as your shoebox. The same thing. Me having forty bags, the same thing you do having forty shoeboxes. Yeah, it's really not that difficult. Just sterilize everything and and, and make sure to seal your bag after you've pressure cooked it. So the, I think most people go wrong is how they fold their bags to put them in the pressure cooker. Because when you you want to fold it so that the the bag the weight of the bag itself is pressing down on the opening, so that um, once it's done pressure cooking, it, it settles down and heat seals itself, right? Does so you're putting sense? the substrate you're putting the substrate in bef- in bef- uh, and then pressure pressure cooking yeah. the bag. See, I'm yeah, not, I'm exactly. doing it like a tub here. I'm taking I'm taking my bag and taking oh, the sub no. part of the bucket and I'm putting it into the into the bag. No, sir. So let me walk oh, you through it. it real quick, okay? So you're going to take your substrate. You're going to bring it to filled capacity. You're going to pack it down inside of your bag, right? You okay. want to stay below the filter patch. Then you're going to fold your bag up kind of like a uh, like a bag of coffee, right? Yep. You're going to fold it up so you get the pleats along the side. Just pop it with this knife hand of your side of your hand along the pleats, and it'll make uh, – they'll fold up nicely. You fold the bag for the filter patch is facing the inside of the bag, Right? So the filter patch is going to be along the bag itself, the exterior of the bag. Okay. And you're going to take you're going to take that bag and put it upside down inside of your pressure cooker. So the opening of the bag is now facing up towards the top of the pressure cooker. So as it pressure cooks, it the weight of the bag when it settles down seals off the bag itself. Does that make sense? Yeah, 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 absolutely. It's not it's not going to get any more air in or anything like that. And because the, the bag is fa- – the opening of the bag is facing up, it won't suck up any moisture. It won't suck up any water from your uh, from your your pressure cooker. And because the filter patch is facing the inside, it's not going to get blown out with uh, steam or anything like that, right? It'll be pressed against the inside of the bag. So the, right. the, the moisture can only go out the opening, which is facing the up inside of the pressure cooker um and that's how you do it like you can i do three uh i think seven or eight pound bags of substrate in just like your standard 23 quart pressure cooker at a time or one like 20 pound bag of substrate at a time uh and once it's done and sterile you take it out i use tape i used to use uh, like a like a like a heat sealing bar but it's kind of wet, you know, when it comes out. But just a big yeah. piece of Gorilla tape or duct tape. I set it down. As soon as it comes out, have my pre-cut pieces of tape just sitting there on the table. Pull it out. Run a piece of tape across, like halfway across the top. Fold it over and pinch it. And then just run my fingers and seal it. Then cut off the tabs on the end. And so now it's taped on both sides in one continuous piece. 
It seals the opening of the bag. Now you can take that bag and set it on a shelf for a year, a year and a half, two years. It's sterile. It's at field capacity. As long as you don't poke a hole in it or anything like that, you can go back and pick up that. Now, it have sterile substrate whenever you need to spawn something. And what you'll do then is you'll just take your grain spawn and dump it into that bag, right, that, that sterile substrate bag, and yeah. then retape the top and then shake the shit out of it. And that's it. That's, that's, that's all there is to do about bags. Leave it alone. It'll colonize. Uh, stand it up like so it's its own little greenhouse. Does that yeah, make sense? Yeah. yeah. And then uh, you see people colonize them just like that all the time. If you're going to do them standing up, then they're more like a uh, like a shoebox. I do big bags, and I lay them flat to colonize so that I can take the entire bag, and after it's colonized, and put it inside of a tub or a tote. And I use these. I think they're like, oh, 20-inch wide uh, bags. They're, they're very large bags. Um they hold like 25 pounds of substrate and grain all at the same time. I put them inside yeah. of a 30, a 37 quart tote. And then I just cut the top of the bag off when it's, when it's done, pull the top of the bag out and then put the lid on the tote as a just totally unmodified tub. And the bag acts as its own, um, its own liner, you know? So yeah, don't, you need the, don't you just cut a flap on the top? Because if you did yeah. that, it would make an awesome microclimate right there. You can, but there's, there's, everything is done with it already. Like all of the uh, um, the colonization and everything is done. All I want to do is keep it from getting contaminated again and control how much humidity. Here, it's dry as hell, right? So I'm not worried. If I just cut, if I left it out there on the counter with just a, 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 a like a X cut in it, you know, it it would fruit just fine and probably not get contaminated until the second flush. But it's going to dry the hell out. It'll turn to jerky. Um, I'd have to be walking by and spraying it like every every 20, 30 minutes all day. But I put mm. it inside of an unmodified tub, and now I've got it inside of a little greenhouse. And it works out great, man. Like, I can stack those little bastards up and, and, and rock and roll with them. Um, Makes sense. Yeah, but bags are really, really easy because everything's sterile. Your grain is sterilized in the bag. Uh, so you can have just stacks of grain, sterile grain spawn just sitting there. So whenever you get a colonized Petri dish or you get a colonized uh, uh, liquid culture or something like that, you can just in either liquid culture, inject it, just spray the, the outside of the bag or rub a little alcohol wipe uh, on there, inject straight through the bag, then take a little tiny sticker, a freaking smiley face sticker, a, a piece of duct tape, doesn't matter, and just put it over the hole that you injected it through. There's no risk of contamination. Everything is freaking done. You're done. That's it. You've inject, you've inoculated your bag with never exposing it to the air, as with the liquid culture. Uh, if you're gonna just, you're gonna if you're gonna put throw you know a petri dish in there, you take it in front of your flow hood, cut the top of your bag, throw it in there, reseal it with a piece of tape, and call it a day. Yeah, but, that's uh, the way I do. I yeah, bags are so freaking easy. They're so much cheaper than jars. And once you use them up, you just chuck them. You don't have to worry about that. I don't know. I still use my Watch. jars for for all my substrate. I got I have quart jars. I'm literally looking at three flats of quart jars with different <laughs> with my next row with my next grow line. Yeah, I but use I, jars I, to like do liquid cultures. But. Yeah, liquid cultures. Yeah, I I don't uh, I use pasteurized core. That's why like that's why I thought I'd just take it out, put it in the bag, and Mix my grains, shake it up, seal it, and put it on the shelf. Smush it down, put it on the shelf. Well, that's too many. But it's a better colonize, right? 
What, what's that? You're saying the, you're, you're mixing the grain up after you've colonized it 100%, correct? Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah, that's, yes. I mean, that should work. I mean, your pasteurizing, believe it or not, this last run that I just did, um, I've been sterilizing for the last couple of years, and I had so many to do, and I had a only a short period of time to get it done. I only did bucket tech, and then I filled my bags with the bucket tech, and I have not lost one bag. I lost one bag. It's still not lost, though. It's still got some life to it, so I'm giving it a chance. But, um, I mean, to be super safe, depending on your sterile tech, I mean, don't get me wrong. Ferrell's right. As far as uh, you sterilize it, there's nothing that could ever go wrong with that thing if you throw it in the pressure cooker. That just comes down to your genetics. Yeah, I look at sterilizing everything. It's just like I put a lot of effort and a lot of time into making these little baby mushrooms and colonizing everything. So I sterilize everything just because it seems to – it brings me closer to that 100% success rate. Well, you and, also have 37 fucking pressure cookers. Yeah, I do. I, every time I – I got two. So, <laughs> yeah. One of the – if you're looking online, there's, there's, a, there's a company called Blaine Field and Fleet – it's like a, a tractor supply, right? But uh, it's more, I believe, the northern part of the United States has it. Um, and every once in a while, they do this thing where they have their uh, canning supplies on sale for really cheap. And you can get the 23-quart pressure, like Presto pressure cookers for like under 100 bucks. The wow. last two that I bought were like $89 with free shipping. And so whenever they do that sale, I just look at my account and go, okay, I can afford two of them. And I pick them up. And so I just have like a fucking ton of pressure cookers, and I use the outdoor she- outdoor chef brand two burner stoves. They have these legs that they stand on; it brings them to about three feet tall, and they just they barely sip propane. Like I can get, I don't know, sixteen or eighteen cooks with two burners uh, going off of every twenty gallon thing of propane, right? I mean, you must you must live out in the bush, or you know, like. I wouldn't want my neighbors out there looking out their back because I, I live right next. Like my neighbor's backyard is right close to mine. All they do I'm is look a, out the wind. I'm What's in a that? rental at the moment. I'm in a rental at the moment because we're looking to buy a, a new farm. So we're at a rental right now. But you got to establish dominance with your neighbors, and you do that by just going outside, go pee in your fucking yard. If they try <laughs> to make, like, if they try to look at you, you make eye contact and fucking wave. Right, like, yeah. <laughs> I hear you. I'll make this real awkward real fast. Yeah, exactly. You want to see something? Fuck, keep it up. I'll get naked. But you just uh, put the apron on and go back naked, eh? <laughs> well, no. Okay, so I still do all the same farmy redneck shit in this rental house that I do out on the farm. So I'm still buying animals on Craigslist and bringing them to the backyard and slaughtering them, and that. Uh, so like. Your neighbors are like, oh, look, he's got a little pet goat. And then the next thing you know, it's like, <laughs> you know, like goat screaming noises and it's strung up in the backyard off the tree. And they're yeah. like, oh, don't make eye contact with that guy. You know, now you're so, now you're inviting them over for dinner, though. Oh, some of them are cool. And, you know, <laughs> I'll feed them. But uh, some of them are like, they're like, holy shit, he's insane. He's a serial killer or some shit. So they won't. <laughs> they don't make eye contact. You got to establish dominance with your neighbors right off the bat. Yeah, so yeah. that's a, that's like that's like rule number one. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm.
So uh, what kind of a, what's your favorite strains? What do you got growing? Right now I have um, DC Mac OG. I've got albino that one. Tre- I got Albino Treasure Coast, mm, uh, Starry cool. Night Ape. I got Apex, um, Ape, uh, Tim Pearly Gates. Uh, I think that's it for what I can recall. Nice, My nice. Albino Treasure Coast was uh, found in Florida. That's a pretty good. That's a pretty good little strain. Yeah, it's not, albino, a, it's not a true uh, albino. The one that I have no. is not a true albino. It's uh, what? No, it's lucistic. more like leucistic. Leucistic. Yeah. Leucistic. Leucistic. Yeah, it's a weird word. It's a reduction overall in, in melanin. But uh, yeah, it was found in Florida. Um, actually, not far outside of a subdivision. <laughs> and in a field, the field no longer exists that it was originally founded. But it was originally found in a, a, what was like basically just like a cattle feed out field. Uh, like there was a crossroads to town, and right on the edge of town, like they had just like this little like 20 acre lot that was uh, just like wild little shrublands and trees and shit. And like trash blown in there, you know, from the road and stuff like that. Because uh, it was just like literally like one of those last holdout little patties in the inside, like next to town. And the guy was out walking through there because I guess there was a homeless camp and found it. So, wow, was it growing uh, on a homeless person? No, that'd be great. But no, it was just, uh, uh, it was just like, hey, there was just some shrooms for leftover, you know, from growing out of cow patties and shit out there. And just some like you know knee deep grass with around some little scrub trees, but uh, um, yeah, and that that was the that's how the Treasure Coast came to be. Maybe that's why they look a little dirty. Like they're not a they're not a albino white, but they're not a brown. They're like a a yellowy uh, a yellowy white. They're nice. I like them. Yeah, like they're kind of like the the rusty white types. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like an Avery cap or something. A little they're, bit. Yeah, they're just kind light of like colored. It kind of looks like a marble a little bit too. Like uh, everything, everything that would be like dark brown is like yellowy, and that's just lucism, lucism, lucistic. Yeah, there's a. I was trying to say the plural version of that, but I don't have enough blood in my alcohol system for that yet. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Nice. That's the only one of the ones you named that. Uh, I actually know the history of right. the DC yeah, Mac. A lot of them are multiple. Who came up what? with the DC Mac? Does anybody know? I can tell you in a second. Hold on. I've got a huge gene list. Give me one sec. Like, I know the history of like a lot of the OG strains, like Treasure Coast or Lizard King, or yeah, like, I know, I know. Um, it was uh, actually it was Canadian uh, mycologist that came up with that. I don't, with which one? Um, the DC. Um, the DC um, DC Mac OG, yeah, that's um, uh, limitless. Oh, limitless, limitless genetics. They were, they were doing really well there for a while, and they were like the people that we would like see and their their list. Taylor shopping it like a uh, like like people would shop. We would look at it like people would shop the old Sears catalogs, right? We'd be like, yeah. oh, shit. oh yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, then they Remember disappeared the for a while. Yeah, God, it'll take me forever oh, to get that peyote. Mighty. That thing is so fucking cool. Anyway, and then you made me bring it up, eh? <laughs> yeah. 
You drink it a beer, right? Eh? Of course. It's after five. Shit, it's fucking seven thirty here. Yeah. I earned it, man. I I behaved today. I didn't I didn't stab anybody. Um, <laughs> you know, I didn't make anybody cry. Well, that's always a good day then. Not for Farrell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, so what no. projects you got going? Anything? I mean, uh, do you have any like I don't know projects? Like not just not just your strains. Are you trying to do anything f- weird? Fucked yeah, up? Yeah. What are you fucking around and finding out about? Do you got any sort of projects or experiments you're going with? Uh, I have a few right now. I have a a mutation. It's uh, kind of looks like a cauliflower. Um, I'm calling it uh, elephant's ear. I w- I wish I could show pictures, but you can't you can't show pictures. Um. I have another phenotype that I got off Apex, um, calling that um, traveling psychonaut UFO. So and you're, then, you're basically um, making you're you're st- you're st- you're steadying out the strain. You're growing it out a few times, making sure it's steady. It's just a, yeah, it's a pheno. It's a phenotype. Yeah, I was phenol make hunting it. is amazingly fun. It's amazingly fun. The, the thing I find now though is like I don't really want to name anything unless it looks completely different from. Um, like what any anybody else has, I feel like you the, mean you don't want to you don't want to name the the GT plus cube or the uh, no kingdom. like the phenols, if it doesn't look completely different from everything else, then I kind of really don't want to name it. So if it doesn't grow out the way I think it's gonna, then I'm I'm not even because the 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 community's being flooded. I feel oh you know, yeah. it's being just being flooded. Oh yeah, so everybody does. And a lot of these things that you end up with, with the, the upside-down growing mushrooms that look all kind of cool, those are caused by Lysol. Like cleaning your cleaning your, your equipment with Lysol. Lysol is a mutagenic for mushrooms. You can – okay, way back in the day, we used to intentionally cause funky-looking mushrooms by lightly misting over the top. You know, like the like the pledge can-looking Lysol like that comes in the spray can? Yeah. We would – You'd open up right as everything started, like you got full colonization, and you would just the room, and then uh, close the top, top top of your cage, your, your container, and you'd end up with uh, all these crazy looking phenos, and some would grow like sideways, or the caps would be inverted, and there was all sorts of crazy stuff. And none of it's genetic. I was just going to say that it's all environment, right? It's not. Genetic. Yeah, it's all environmental, but yeah. you could cause you'd cause a tub that looked like just insanity. Um, and you get a lot of kids these days that are doing that unintentionally by using Lysol-like products because Lysol doesn't smell like Lysol anymore, right? Um, because nobody likes the smell of Lysol. They have the scentless Lysol that's in all these sterilizing or cleaning sprays. And Microban, uh, which is really popular since COVID, uh, will cause mutations as well. But that shit lasts for like ever on surfaces. Undisturbed, like you spray something with microban. If you don't wash it off with soap and water, that shit will last for like three weeks. So, but the problem is you got to make sure these people, when after they do these little mutations, they're just going ahead and taking prints or they're or they're taking isolations of these mutants and cells. First generation, and they're they're trying to they're trying to make the people think that they're going to get that when they grow it. That has to be yeah, grown out at least five or six times to get that. They still have first-generation mutants as like, oh, this is F1 of this new uh, super hippie race car dildo, right? And you're like, oh, <laughs> dude. Like, 
first off, you just threw words together. Secondly, uh, <laughs> it's it's you can't take an F one anything and and call that F one, right? You need to grow that same mushroom out, you know, six, seven, eight, nine, ten times, and if it looks the fucking same, and yeah, that's okay. your mushroom. Yeah, that's absolutely. your mushroom. You can do whatever the hell you want with it now. That motherfucker's yours. But it needs to look at least the same, not exactly identical, because you have, you know, a quarter of a million different sexes and op- opportunities for mutation or, or selection or phenotype within every single spore. But you've got it has to be generally the same. Like if you, you can't take it and grow, you know everything looks like a fucking horse over here, and you're growing a goddamn giraffe the next time you grow it out, right? It can't be completely fucking different. Um, it's got to be stabilized. That's you know. Yeah, and, and that's the word I've been trying to find. Thank you. Stabilized the word. A few generations, a few yeah. generations of stabilization does amazing things for stuff, and it, it doesn't yeah. take that long. And because mushrooms grow and colonize uh, so fast, and uh, in the wild it would take multiple seasons, right, like multiple years. But because we're doing that and speeding nature up, it. it you could stabilize something in six months, like realistically and within six months have something completely new and completely different than anybody else has. And oh, that's yeah. fine. Especially when you start using with the small bags and the, the small oh, yeah. shoe boxes, everything super fast. fast. Yeah. Yeah. Super fast phenotype hunting like that with shoe boxes. That shit's fun. All right. That is to me a lot, a lot of fun. And that's how I do uh, finding. I, intentionally select for really, really aggressive growth, um, high production, and just the angriest blue color. It doesn't matter if it's stronger or not. I just like when you tear it open, it's fucking black as my soul on the inside. Right? <laughs> and, uh, it's cute. You think you have a soul. Yeah. So <laughs> I like to I like to I like to do that, but I do it in tiny little grows. And in the past, I've even done it in one quart grow where I just have like a one quart all in one jar, right? And I just just grow that one jar out and go like, all right, nope, 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 nope. And just I can go through. I bought these really, really tiny bags, these tiny little filter bags, and I haven't seen them for a long time on Amazon. But they were about the same size as a bag, like a one-pound bag of coffee, right? They held almost perfectly one micro-quart of substrate. And uh, they were... Absolutely fantastic. You, I put, I think, uh, 29 of them in a 23-quart uh, pressure cooker um, because they're, you know, they're bags, so you can kind of deform them a bit to fit in there. Pheno hunting, that was the shit. Like, just so many of them going at the same time. Yeah, you're going so fast. Them. I like oh, the yeah. monster grow with the uh, that monster grow. We have to do that again. Oh, we should do that with with instead of run of the mill shit that I just had to get rid of. We should do a monster grow for our listeners and everybody. That's just absolutely wild shit. You know, like the craziest spores we can get our hands on. So Dude, nothing I, that's that's normal, I, right? Like, yeah. The original monster grow was I think twenty nine different strains. Twenty two. Twenty two strains. Twenty. Yeah, twenty two different strains of spores in one vial, right? So we just took. I just took sterile water. And all these different spores that I had just prints of, and I just scraped all the freaking spores into uh, into a, a sterile water flask, then just spun the shit out of it, 
that shook it up, and then I just took syringes of that and put it into vials, made a cool little sticker for it, and sent it out to everybody. Because, you know, spores are perfectly legal for everybody to have. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it was, you've got 22 different strains. I had all sorts of shit in that one vial. Absolutely nothing anybody grew. It looked anything like anything anybody else has ever grown. We had, I came up, I had these tiny little fucking mushrooms. They were just adorably cute, just tiny. Like (laughs) the caps were the size of my fucking pinky now. Uh, they were bright yellow, like I mean, just all sorts of crazy shit. Uh, and then the, I think the you won, uh, yeah. Deadpool. Deadpool won the Penosaurus Rex uh, <laughs> because he had the biggest mushrooms, the the the, the prettiest mushroom, and the best phenotype. So he won all three fucking categories and took the Penosaurus Rex three uh, D printed trophy home. Which we'll I put show a it proudly of. on my flow hood. Yes, That's it's in cool. every That's fucking cool. picture. It's in every fucking picture you post. Because it really honestly is the best trophy that I've came up with. Yeah. But uh, that, that was a lot of fucking work. I I, I, I grew that like five times from the from the go. <laughs> we should do another one of those where it's just straight pheno hunting for everybody. Um, I'm in you know you know I'm in. I'm involved yeah. in that. That sounds fun to me. Oh, it was cheap too. I think it was like what, ten bucks is what we fucking ended up charging everybody. It was basically shipping. For the, yeah. you know, the vial. Uh, that was it. Because uh, I donated the vial. I donated spores. People donated spores. Um, and so it just costs like literally what it costs to ship the shit to the people in padded envelopes. Like I charged 10 bucks per vial. And they got like 22 different strains and it was amazingly cool. Everybody had a lot of fun. That was, we should do that again. We should do that again. So did that you was, send it to Agar first or did you just inject it right into the bag? Everyone do whatever they want. Yeah, I don't care what you do with it. Here's a a 10 mil vial of fucking 22 different freaking types of spores inside there. You do whatever the hell you want with it, but I. It works, so that'll work. Yeah. I'll tell you what I did. Everybody else might have done that. I took that syringe. I pulled it up into the syringe. I made two PF tech jars, and then I made one grain jar. Uh, then I did grain to grain with that jar, and then I took the two best of those, and then I made multiple jars. So I actually ended up growing uh, total four PF jars and like eight bags. <laughs> so I was really funeral hunting for like a motherfucker. And then everyone else was like, yeah, I took the whole thing and I just stabbed it into a fucking bag. <laughs> well, the, I mean, the spores, you, you got to think about it. Okay, so the spores, are they're, they're in sterile water. They're not going to hatch. They're not going to do anything until they come into contact with some nutrients, right? And the right conditions. So they're perfectly fine in there. But so you have this giant mass of fucking spores. And we did the fucking math on it. What was it? It was like uh, 22 times quarter of a fucking million times quarter of a fucking million. It came out to be like this ridiculous number that was like almost like more sand, more options than sand on, on all the beaches in all the world. It came out of this like... It was like it was like nine hundred and ninety eight quadrillion freaking different possible uh, combinations of genetics <laughs> and that could come out of that one vial. So everything that everybody grew looked completely different than anybody else had ever grown. We had That's Amazon cool. in there and and coal, uh, KSS and uh, golden. Yeah, you had a whole bunch of albino in there too. Yeah, random ones. But the the thing is, is you have in order to get albino, albino is a simple. Uh, uh, it's a simple dominant strain, right? So you'd have to have two albino have have two parents. Yeah. yeah. 
come together to come, you know, to be able to pass that on. And that, it's that, that square. What's that square called? Um, it's called a Punnett's square. That's what it is. Yeah, you'd have to come up with something like it's just not going to happen when you have, you know, more options than humans have ever lived in the entire fucking planet, or unless we ever do lived on the planet, unless we do a jar with just albinos. See, there's not just one type of albinoism. All right, so there's That's there's true. like fourteen or fifteen different types of albinoism. Albinoism is a destination of genetics. Does that make sense? It's not necessarily. It's just a lack of pigment. There's a million ways to get there. Um. Yeah, it's just it, so it's not a it's are, not a it's not a capital A little A kind of thing. You're saying that it's a, no, no. Nah. There might there might be 28 genes involved in creating albinoism of like AA plus Avery's albino, right? Yeah. Uh, but there might be only four in go, an albino golden teachers. So you'd have to have those particular ones match up. So you could put the options if we put, made all albino spores range. Um, uh, or you know, abort, uh, 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 fuck around and find out fetal hunting little vial with like twenty-eight or thirty different types of albinos. You're gonna have, I would say, probably say sixty percent of them are gonna be some type of either leucism or uh, albino, and the rest of them are gonna look kind of normalish. But they're gonna be weird. They're gonna be. You never know what the fuck's gonna come out. Uh, I'm really just we care about. Fun. Yeah, this could be fun. This could be fun. We should do a podcast just on pheno hunting. Uh, that that's that sounds like a plan to me. It keeps it interesting, eh? Yeah. You never. Yeah, you got. It gives everybody something to chase. Everything. Everything's always yeah. changing. Yeah. Yeah. There's absolutely everything's going to be completely different. And what you're doing, you're, you're doing it right there. But uh, the, the traveling psychonauts doing it correctly is he's growing it out uh, several times before he's trying to name it and market it to anybody. That's how you do it, bud. You, I'm, proud your, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. I mean, we I are, don't even know if I want to give it away, though. That's the thing. I don't like this elephant ear is so out of the like. I've never seen nothing. I don't know if I want to give it up. Does it look kind of like <laughs> enigma or something? The coral brains. It kind of looks like a coral, yeah, but it ha- it actually has gills. It actually has spores. So don't give it away. It's perfectly legal for you to sell spores. Right? Yeah. Pay for pay off your fucking car. I mean, you got a spores <laughs> in. Uh, you know, don't do syringes. Do do swabs. That's but, that's my way. Know. I do swabs. I, I don't even use LC or nothing in in my grains. I I use agar. I, yeah, I yeah. use I, I make I make agar. Then I go to a liquid culture. Um, but agar is yeah, art. Is that my a, zen? Yeah, do your uh, do your swabs. Uh, sell them and make you some money, man. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, but once you stabilize it, once you stabilize, oh, I, I wouldn't send, especially if I'm putting my name on it, right? I would never send anything out yeah. that's that's not going to be what what it's labeled as. That's even the thing too. I get a lot of swabs and stuff up from people, and I you grow them out, and they don't even look the same. And like you know, like if that's I wanted to share it with somebody, how do what what do I call it? How do I label it? You know, because it was labeled yeah. like I grew a tub just um what was it? I think it was finished three or four days ago, and it came out with albino and regular mushrooms in one tub, and it came from a spore that was labeled BAPE, B-A-P-E. And yeah. It was Blue Ape. Yeah, but it, it doesn't look anything like, like the Blue Ape, though. You well, know what I mean? And it had reverts. Yeah. Then it would have had – yeah, it had reverts in it too, though. It had the, yep. the albino in it, and it had the reverts in one tub. It's on yeah, my Discord you, there. I'll invite you guys. Uh, come to, uh, yeah, it's and, pretty, and, pretty like, 
I was talking to people and asking, like, is this BAPE? Does this look like BAPE? I mean, everybody's saying no, no, no. So, I mean, do I keep it labeled as BAPE the way it was sent to me? No. So so what do I label it? How do I give it to some? Like, if I wanted to give it away to somebody, how do you label it? You'd label Uh, label it as Reaver or something. I would, I I honestly, I would just label it as, uh, I mean, decent mushroom. Is it, was it potent? (laughs) I I haven't eaten them. I didn't eat them yet. So I would just I mean, be like, hey, this is not what it was supposed to be, but uh, it, it, it grew really well for me, and you know, I just give it away. But that, that's yeah. me, you know. Or just do what I do, call them mystery swabs. Yeah, See, hey, I, this that, is that's... not at all what it was, but uh, <laughs> this small, like, squatty-looking mushroom that grew real well. I've well, had at least you had spores on your stuff. swab. I've gotten swabs that they've gone ahead and rubbed against a graphite pencil or a sharpie. Oh, Damn it. I can't <laughs> people scan me for genetics. <laughs> fucking asshole. That one little shit bag that sent me all the fucking shit that was mascara. Oh, uh, God. That this somebody sent you guys that stuff? Oh, yeah. Possibly. Oh, really? Or they'll send you, they'll send you stuff that they know is fucking full of nothing but Yeah. And then you'll, you'll complain, right? And then they just people send you new stuff, but it's often the same bag that's still shit. contaminated. Yeah. They want me to, <laughs> I've never had that happen yet. Shout out. They want a shout out, right? So they try right. to give you shit, and uh, and some of them like, oh man, no, I got this from a guy, and it's supposed to be really cool, man. Like, totally, here's a here's your shit, and uh, you're like, dude, uh, that's that's mascara. You know how I know? <laughs> it has stripper fucking glitter in it. All right, <laughs> like unless it's gonna grow me a stripper, it ain't gonna fucking. <laughs> when I it's first fucking, started that, when mascara. I first started there, I had a guy send me lipstick mold. You got you got you got kiss for reels. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's then, great. Because I first started, I didn't know anything about it, right? And I, I, I showed him, I said, This thing's all fucked like pink and what is this? Like I, he was on my Discord, he was one of my old moderators. And uh, I showed him, I said, What is this? He's like, Oh, don't open it. I'm like, Well, I didn't, it doesn't look right. I'm not gonna open it up. Fuck. So yeah, it was just weird. That's that's the oh, weirdest man. thing I think I've got. Is no okay. So this was only like what, like two years ago? There was that guy. Uh, the fuck was Street? his name? Street. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So there's this guy Street, and he was like, I don't know. He was just a young kid, and he was like uh, trying to act a lot cooler than he was with the mycology. And he got and he, so he was like making his own shit, like in his like his house but he was trying to sell like turn himself into like a big spore works or something you need to turn off the microphone bud or you put headphones on because i can hear myself on you through your speakers who's that me yeah 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 i got a big echo going we got reverb going across all three of us from you is that better cuckoo Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Way better. <laughs> so we. Have- All right, man. I think my speakers are too loud. But that's weird because I've had them yeah. the same the whole time. It well, just started a, about a minute ago. We had a, this guy. Anyway, this guy Street. Uh, he started sending out these just just shit samples of stuff and swabs. I got all sorts of crap from him that was just total shit, dude. Mascara or it was just everything we got from him. We just assumed was uh, contaminated. It was just, oh, what's that? Oh, that's that's a really nice trick culture we got going on there. But uh, 
Yeah, and then he but, started trying to steal everybody's freaking ideas and turn them into his own. And that's what yeah, but how much money? How much money would did he lose on shipping? Because every time I said, "Dude, you sent me garbage," he would send it again, and he yeah, spent well, five or six bucks on shipping. And he did. He shipped like four times before I said, "Dude, never mind. It's I'm I'm not dealing with your shit no more. Sorry." You know. Well, he was like, using a pirate ship, so he wasn't actually using like the post office. He was using pirate ship, which is a way to ship shit for like really really cheap. So, uh, but yeah, he's a uh, that kid. I'm glad that he's either moved on or changed his name or whatever, or maybe he's become better, or I don't know. Maybe he got out of the game. But back in the day, that kid, we tried to help him. I mean, we tried to teach him a bunch of shit, but then he started stealing everybody's tech. Like, I've I've did the vials. Like he you took know, your vials, dude, and you fucked them all up. Yeah, and then he, everybody, because the vial thing used to be my thing for years, is that if everybody got something in a like professional me- medical vial, it was they knew it was from me because nobody else knew how to do it, and uh, so uh, he he stole that that tech from me and then was actually putting my name on shit, and I was like, oh nobody, it's not right. And your no. pictures are on his website, and your pictures yeah. are on his website. So I bought his. He hadn't uh, actually uh, secured his domain, and so I bought it. <laughs> <laughs> I bought his uh, his domain and registered it to myself and changed all the passwords. So uh, <laughs> I was like, "We're done. You're done. It's over." But yeah, he was a very misguided kid, and if he wasn't just a natural born scammer. Uh, he could have done really well for himself. I mean, I'm happy to help anybody. If somebody, if somebody knew and they're like, Hey, this is what I want to do. All right. Here's the steps you need to take a, B, C, and D. But the first thing you need to do is get your sterile tech down, your quality down and don't fuck people over, especially yeah. people who have a very loud voice or are well. known. <laughs> All right. I agree. Yeah, and just be nice to people. And if you fuck up or you screw something up, take ownership of it. You know, this is you're not selling crack to crackheads, right? <laughs> Where you can sell some fucking crushed up macadamia nuts, and the dude's so fucking high he's not going to remember who the hell sold him the macadamia nuts, right? You can, you can, you're, you're selling something to people who are very smart enough to figure out how to grow it themselves. So they're already above fucking average, and they're not NPCs. You're not; it's not going to go well for you. Scamming people in this community is not going to go well for you. So, yeah, we well were just said. talking about that. Me and my wife were just talking about that. She was like, "Oh man, you want to do a meetup? Are you worried about like you know some like crazy people or serial killers?" Like, not really. I have not met very many like murdering. I'm probably the worst serial. person I know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I brought. The, I actually literally said that to her. I was like, I'm probably the worst person <laughs> that I've, I've, I've met in psychology. Everybody is uh, always really freaking nice and chill, and I have no problem. Like, hey, uh, like when people are traveling through my city of San Antonio, I'm like, hey, shoot me a fucking message. I'll go meet you at a freaking, you know, at the gas station. Or I'll meet you on the side of the road somewhere. I'm going to buy you a freaking lunch, and I'm going to give you a bunch of gifts. Like, 
stuff that I make. Hey, here's some soap. Here's some fucking sausage. Here's all the different sh- the farm goods and stuff that I make. I want to load them up just because it's like, you know, spread the fucking love. I'm not going to give you, you know, like mushrooms because I don't fucking know you. But I'm going <laughs> to yeah. I'm going to give you I'm going to give you all sorts of stuff like, you know, like, hey, here's a, a couple of six packs of my homemade beer. You know, like here's a bunch of shit. I'm just I, I literally just like load. I literally load people up with all the cool shit that I that we do every day here. We make our own jerky, we make our own sausage, we make our own beer, we make our own wine, we make our own uh, everything. And uh, so I just like I load them up, load them up. Everybody that comes through this part of Texas is fun, and I've never had one of those times where I'm like, like worried about going to meet one of the people in the micro world because they've always been great people, like humble, nice. Uh, you Until know, he met Deadpool. <laughs> Dude, you always got a place in my fucking house. I know. But, yeah, it's like uh, uh, I've never met. Uh, you never meet the people that you're worried about, like stealing your fucking wallet, right? You know, just don't see that. It's kind of a, too smart of people. I guess it's too smart of a hobby. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, you have to ha- you have to have a good mindset in order to do this shit. People willing to learn to grow their own generally aren't the type of people that want to just. Holy take fuck! Who the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> the fucking, the fucking oh, guru. I only speak when I need to. That's <laughs> it, right? <laughs> I've been here. I'm listening. I know. I just, okay, go just with being it. quiet. Go with it, Trib. You you had some some great wisdom. Well, go. I was just saying, people who take the time to want to learn to grow their own mushrooms aren't generally the type of person that's just going to steal from somebody else in, in, in general, they, they want to do something themselves. Yeah. They, want, they don't want the easy way out. Well, I got to think mushrooms are more like a, almost like a spiritual, you know, third, I don't know, third eye kind of thing, you know? So right. You're not, you know, if you're into the shit, odds are you're not a fucking junkie fucking jumping from house to house stealing fucking wallets out of cars and shit you know yeah, yeah and and, and mushrooms aren't aren't meth or, yeah they're not meth yeah. or fentanyl they're totally different they're more spiritual than anything else medicinal if anything yeah you can't get addicted to it and it doesn't matter you can't uh, you know it's not like you're going to crave it every fucking day cuz it doesn't matter you start on day 1 you're eating like like a gram to get high on day 30 it takes a fucking wheelbarrow so it's self regulating <laughs> Yeah, you're just not going to be able to. One can only be so spiritual. (laughs) (laughs) I I was on an ADHD uh, YouTube while back, and uh, I I wrote some funny comment that I was watching the video at two x speed and reading all the comments while I was watching it. And somebody replied to me that you should try mushrooms, bro. Those things will change your life. (laughs) (laughs) Let me show you something. Oh, little lamb. You have to yep. <laughs> Do you it's know who you're to talking you. to, son? Right? <laughs> Hold my beer. Yeah. And everybody's like, I haven't met a lot of people who have a really big asshole attitude either. Like, like okay. Like, <laughs> Uh, in the medical field, which I'm in, like when somebody gets really good at their freaking job, after a while they become kind of semi-famous just in that field. And then you go try to have a conversation with them, they have this like, my shit doesn't stink fucking attitude, right? 
Like, go try to talk to your average fucking neurosurgeon. They're total assholes. But uh, you could, I you meet even big guys in in mycology, and they're usually just people you can chill and talk to or crack a beer with and not worry about it. You know, unless they're on shroomery, then they need to be burned alive. Oh, That's what I hear. Shroomery. Bunch of gatekeeping cock block fucking bastards. <laughs> I'm sorry. Know, like, go ahead. They do, they intentionally put out bad um, bad information so that people have to come back to them to get more bad information to come, and they won't give good information until you've like earned your stripes and been there for six months or twelve months and they're familiar with you. I'm like, you dumbasses, man. You, you, you're taking some of these people that might be the next Paul Stamets or something like that. You don't know. And uh, you're crushing their fucking dreams. This could, this dude might be, you know, like, you don't, you don't see many people that don't have professional-level jobs, right, that are into growing mushrooms. You don't see a guy who's a cashier at Walmart, right? You see people who are like, oh, hey, I am, uh, I'm into construction, but, like, I am a – you know, I do this particular job in construction, or you see people who have like white color jobs. You see people that are smarter, specialists, are growing specialists. That makes sense. Yeah, specialists, people with a certain type of personality, people that have the ability to actually do good things in life. And oh, you hey. don't know that guy might be that guy that you're, you're crushing over there on fucking Shroomery might be the guy that writes the next book. You know. Or it writes next tech or comes up with fucking something else because they have the brain power to fucking do it. But you've crushed their fucking dreams. They're like, oh, fuck these guys. If I ever want to, you know, I'll just go and buy it from my, you know, the crusty yeah. fucking mushrooms yeah. from my neighbors. Especially when it's their first time, you know, because yeah. their first time is so important. You know, even if you fail, but if you, if you, if you learned a lot, it's good. But if you just completely just fucking fail out miserably, Nothing seems like it works. A lot of people are going to give up right away. <laughs> and then you go back. And then you go back to like Reddit, or you go back to Shroomery, and those people fucking laugh at you and tell you how stupid and, you are. Yes, and then they laugh at you. It's like it's like that's why I started the Discord was because of everyone yeah. always asking the questions, and it was like you actually see them. They always send you to a fucking link. Then you go to that yeah. link, and it's fucking thirty five pages they want you to go through. I'm like, yeah, have you ever tried to search it first? Because, yeah. you know, like, our time is so fucking precious. Yeah. It's like, ah, uh, dude, yeah. it's or, really They'll dumb. write out a whole paragraph of what you should have done before you asked them the question, when all you asked them was what the right temperature was for a bag. You know? So yeah, instead I'll of be honest, 72 <laughs> to 76, they want to write out a whole fucking paragraph about you being it a could have been. It could have been answered in three sentences, but they'll write 22 sentences about how fucked up you are. You know, it, just for asking him the question. It's it's such a circle jerk, man. You know what it reminds me of? Like, people who collect, who used to collect Beanie Babies and were militant about it. You know? Ah, McDonald's Beanie Babies. <laughs> yeah, like, who were like, oh, that's a sunshine sparkle, but you know what? I think you've creased that tag, so fuck you. You know? And it's like, <laughs> it kind of reminds me. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of those people, like, or like, you know, or, oh, like, people who show fucking cats professionally. Like, a professional <laughs> cat show people. There's that's, a cat show? There's cat show people, and they are fucking intense. But, uh, yeah, don't, 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 you don't ever want to meet those people. You never want to. No, meet I don't, them. I don't even want to look at them. The only thing worse is fucking bird people. Now. <laughs> fucking bird people. 
<laughs> a lot of people coming over to the Discord. Nice. And I like the Discord. Uh, I get. I, I love Discord. I get, I do get frustrated sometimes with people who. <sighs> there are some people out there, not naming names, who you can fucking hold their hand and try to teach them over and over. <laughs> and, and no matter what you fucking say, they go and reference it against fucking Shroomery or Reddit. And then they could do the total goddamn opposite of what you fucking told them. And they give you the surprise Pikachu face that it fucking didn't work. And you're like... And then they want you to fix it. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, it's like, I've been working with you for a fucking year. At this point... You should be able to start your own fucking podcast. All right? Like, you've had a year of my undivided fucking attention. And not just mine, but like all of my friends. Like, you should be able to write a book. And it's like, just go off and just do whatever else. So if you're, you, if you're you part do- of our, if you're part of our group, you should be able to feed hunt, do bags, isolations, everything. Cause that's oh, what we talk yeah. about. That's what we do between fuck yous. You know, so yeah. when, when you when you find out this person hasn't even been spraying their hands on ISO, because you he doesn't think it's important, shaming. or like only or don't change their shirt. Okay, let's for one second. Let me talk about my personal ritual for getting ready to do lab work. All right, I take a fucking shower. Step one. Step one. Right? Uh, of course, yes. Yeah, I wash my goat smelling ass. So I, I take a freaking shower. I change goddamn clothes. I put on clean clothes. I have lab and then, clothes. And then I go into the lab. And then even after I've showered and everything, I put on gloves. And I spray the gloves with alcohol. And I spray my arms with alcohol or hand sanitizer. Whatever I have that's low. I even gargle with alcohol. No, yeah. <laughs> lab drinking. Lab drinking is a fucking shit. Because you can go in there and your wife's nose not to open the door. It's so for sanitary purposes, of course. Yeah, exactly. You got to sanitize yourself on the inside as well. But uh, yeah, and so that's just, and I put my hair up. You know, I have long ass hair. So I put my freaking hair up before I put the alcohol in and sterilize my hands. And that's just what I do. And then I put a fucking mask on. Like I put an N95 on just so that I'm not breathing out any bacteria from my mouth. I'm in, the I'm in front of a flow hood and I still put a mask on. I, yep. Yeah, I have a flow hood on, and I still put my mask on. I'm impressed, man. I, I come home right from work, and I jump down in there, and I start doing my work. No. No, I, I, I do the same. I shower, fresh clothes, lab coat, gloves, mask, sometimes. you name it. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. I can feel, I can feel just, the truthfulness in that statement. And that's just <laughs> my, that's just my, 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 hey, that's my lab ritual. It also helps to get me in the frame of mind necessary to yeah. be calm, cool, collected, relaxed, to be able to do lab work for an extended period of time, to take those really tiny micro samples from a certain, like, you know, a Petri dish like that, where I do the pluck method. So I don't do, like, I don't just cut giant wedges out. I'll take and look for a strand of super rhizomatic uh, mycelium, and I'll pluck that individual strand off of, the agar, and I'll transfer just that strand to a new set of agar. Um, and it works really, really super well. It's a little bit more, is it overly complicated? Probably. But I've been doing this a while, so why not everybody make it more does, Everybody gets their me. monos how they get their monos. Yeah. But I could go from a, 
uh, I could go from a, a swab to a very nice, super rhizomatic looking cool uh, plate, like the plate that's up on uh, the podcast. That was one transfer. For, you know, just by doing it right. Right. So, yeah. uh, uh, and it's it's just getting yourself in the frame of mind. You know, like, look at Look at anybody yep. that does any sort of like professional job. They they put themselves in the frame of mind. They have their own little rituals. Like when like when John's on his way to work, I guarantee you that he like has his Cries morning against his fucking steering wheel and bangs his head against the wall. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah but that's his morning ritual. That's his morning <laughs> ritual again. I, I, I start you know, really like, low and watch the ice melt as I drive and I raise my head I wish that was a lie, but it's the truth. I'm too lazy to scrape it. Gets, it gets him in the frame of mind to actually do his job, you know, do his work. So it's just like those little those little rituals that keep you clean and keep you everything stable. Well, as yeah, a, plus it relaxes you. Like I said, this stuff, this is my zen. I can sit here and do mycology stuff. Well, hell, I've done a couple lab casts, and I've been online with the video going for like five hours, and I'm just sitting here, don't even realize. I think it's, I'm on it for like two hours. Look out, like bucket two in the mornings like fuck <laughs> and, and me, like like me as a less experienced uh, lab guy whenever i sit down to do my clean work i i lay things out and i plan in my head how i'm going to move my hands and where i'm going to move things so that i don't cross contaminate and move my hand in front of what i'm working on and stuff like that i mean it's every little detail matters oh yeah because, and I, tr- I try to plan as much of that out ahead of time before i even start that way it's not such a big deal to me that's how I calm down when I get pissed. I start thinking about mycology. Oh, my AMD. I think I have a good plate going now. Yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah, whoever comes up with the naming of that shit, albino monkey dick. I mean, don't get me wrong. I just said that because I'm looking at the jar. The fucking, <laughs> the, the fucking name is beautiful. But, like, who was... Who decided that, that... I mean, don't get me wrong. Mushrooms are phallic, right? But who out there was such a specialist in primate penology that they were able to say <laughs> that that specifically looked like an, a, a monkey penis. I don't know, probably the same person named this other drum looking at called Border Hopper. The Border Hopper one. <laughs> that, okay, that is that is a mildly <laughs> racist name that I came up with because... Uh, so, okay, let me talk about Border Hopper. Border Hopper came across the uh, the border... By a uh, by, these people that would clean our house, and uh, <laughs> it came across like in the back of a Bible in a print, and uh, they were like, "Hey, this might be something you're really interested in." It was, you know, it's a mushroom that we take down there, but they were like from the Zacatecas area, right? Like so, like the the Mayan temples and, and that kind of stuff area. This is hey, this is a mushroom that we take that uh, you know, like for spiritual purposes and stuff like that. And here's a print, and uh, you know we brought it back for you. And so I made vials of border hopper, and I sent it out to fucking everybody, and nobody fucking grew it out. I did. I did grow it out. I just forgot that I did, so it all mushed in the bag. Yeah. So nobody. So I have this like crazy Mayan border hopper fucking mushroom, and nobody grows it out. Even had cool artwork for it. But nobody liked it. No, you did not have. Artwork I have for this. artwork for it. I just never made the sticker. 
<laughs> so that's why it slipped here because I didn't know what the fuck it was. Because it was one of those, hey, I was sitting boxes out. Oh, shit. I have that border hopper. Let me make up some vials real quick of it. So I just sent right. the spore vials out to everybody. But well, I'll make it a now, so we'll, we'll know. It's, I have big hopes for it. Like, I don't even know if it's a fucking cube, right? Like, it's something. Um, it better be a fucking cube after all this fucking bitching. <laughs> Who knows? It might be, It'll be, interesting it to might see. be some sort of fucking natalensis, or it might be some sort of something. It's, 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 it's psychedelic, and it's from freaking South America, South Central Mexico, so it could be something. You know, uh, it's but they take it to get fucked up and have spiritual. Maybe shit. it's a co- maybe it's a cocoa plant. No, it's obviously spores. <laughs> Hello, tiny child. I see that. That's a great princess. I told you to stop calling me that. Princess Peach. You know what you should do? You should go get Daddy a beer. You see this? Fetch, fetch. No, this is blue. <laughs> go get one of these. Fetch, yes, just like that. You're a toddler. You should be able to do this. Go, beer, quick, like a bunny, fast. Like you're a feral. Go get the like beer. Sonic. She's wearing her. <laughs> she's wearing her Sonic clothes. So she just like Naruto run. Oh, around the table four times. Okay, no, no, beer, beer, tiniest, beer, child. She's just, she's just, she's running. She's running in circles. She has given up all. How many home. shows a week do you guys do? Usually one, um, yeah. But this this informal uh, interviewing people and letting everybody get to know you like this is fun. This is pretty fun. Like, tell me this. I'm enjoying it. Yeah, tell me how you became you. You know, um, <laughs> what do you do for a living? First off, like, do you do? Do you have some uh, cool job? I own my own business. I'm a I'm a carpenter. I build hey, my, I build houses. Fuck. See, look. You have a, a professional <laughs> job, right? Yeah, and yeah. you're into freaking mushrooms. Surprise! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. When you were saying that, I was thinking to myself, like, how does he know that? It's like he's <laughs> reading into my soul. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. It just, uh, it just, it happens to be just the type of people that are attracted to this thing. It's smarter, more type A personalities. Hmm. And now everybody's like thinking, am I a type A personality? I'm like, dude, you have no, a I'm thinking what I want to do with this vial of border hopper I have in my hand right now. Well, I mean, like, you have a <laughs> yeah, like you have a ritual to get ready to get in the lab. You're a fucking type A personality. So <laughs> but yeah, it's a it's it's a fun hobby. Everybody has a great time with it. I consider it more of a hobby because I mean, you're not you're not making your uh, you're not making a million dollars off it. There's very few people that have ever made a million dollars off of it. The people that are making the money are not the people that are selling the uh, the spores or the new phenotypes. They're the people selling the shovels, just like in the gold rush. They're the people that are selling the bags. They're that uh, who's that one lady that came up with the inflatable uh, uh, boomer shroomer? Boomer oh, yeah. shroomer. Like oh, dude. Yeah, yeah. She so she paid like. She paid some people out of Alibaba to to come up with the inflatable like uh, tubs. Fucking genius! Fucking genius! The little removable. She has little removable little air air. Well, easy tiniest. She has little removable air like control valves and everything that are in there. And and, and her own yeah, her own okay. line of 
filters that she sells and everything else. It's freaking genius. That shit right there is how you make the money in this. Mostly you make it in squirts and spurts. <laughs> I mean, I, th- I think if you could lower the price point, you know. I think the price for, point's for too the tubs? High. For for those tubs, yeah. I mean, you go to Walmart, you buy the same thing for five bucks. You just got to cut a hole, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, but it's the cult of personality. It's the cult so of lazy. personality. So yeah. how, but how many people are so lazy they will, that they, or they don't trust themselves to drill a that's, hole? That's the thing, you know? It's yeah. also an inflatable freaking tub. It looks <laughs> cool as shit. Away. You can put yeah, it away. You can deflate it and if roll I, that if I shit up. One and it was great, it would be awesome. I would say yes. As far yeah. as I'm concerned, it's like a fucking small little fucking, I don't know. It's a fucking tote. And then, it's, it's awesome. I have a feeling it's a, a lot great of it's, idea. I think a it's lot a of it's marketed, marketed towards like teenagers that are trying to hide it from their parents. You know, It's I still got to be inflated marketed. while it's full. I, know, I think but. it's more marketed towards the older generation, towards their 50s. It's marketed towards lazy fucking Fox. <laughs> it is innovative. If I was, it is innovative. If I was in a fucking nursing home, that would be what I would have because nobody in the fucking nursing home would know what it was. First <laughs> off. Secondly, I can hide that shit under my fucking bed. It's inflatable. Somebody comes in, want to be in between grows. I just have that shit under my fucking mattress, like rolled up under there. How often are you gonna Fuck be you. in between grows? Because don't they use it as the uh the uh, incubator too? Yeah, it's the freeing chamber and everything all rolled in. It's fucking amazing. It's great. Yeah, I, I, I like I it better it when it's idea. called the fucking monotub. <laughs> <laughs> and, and look at those easy dial tubs, man. Those things aren't cheap either. Yeah, another one with all you have to do is quick. Uh, and they're making so much money, it's just ridiculous. Well, that's not your fault. You but can't it, dig yeah, on it. I, I came up with a I way to make it easy. Make it money. Yeah, they make it easy. I could have made That's a fucking shitload of money off of vials, but I don't. It's the convenience of the tub. It, but, ah, I, I don't know. I, maybe it's because it only takes three seconds to make a mono tub. And, and I've been doing it for so long, I just don't understand why it's so innovative. I mean, don't oh. get me wrong, sure. It's nice. Yay. You know, it has a fucking <laughs> sticker on the side. So I said you would slap if you buy some shit. <laughs> that's that's all it is. That's all it is. It's easier for you've got a bunch of people that are like, you know, like look at look at her name. It's Boomer Schumer, right? She's she's going for a group of people that are older that have disposable income that but they don't have the the knowledge of the internet, the knowledge of here to uh, how to do stuff step by step that we grew up doing. Right. <laughs> okay. So, so no, she fills a niche and she does it really well. And I'm a big fan of that. That was a genius marketing thing. You should fit ten of those damn things in a standard shipping box. You know, so it's not like it's it's hard to ship. It's inflatable. Fit each other. It's inflatable. She can ship it however the hell. You. I don't care how many times you say inflatable. It's still a fucking joke. <laughs> ten what of those, ten of those things is the same size as ten regular toads that are stuffed inside each other. I think it's like a twenty-seven gallon. It looks like a, it looks like it's basically an inflatable twenty-seven gallon sterilite tote. 
<laughs> so when, when you're saying gallons, that's just, gallons is the same as quarts, right? Same size? No. no. Gallons oh, is six. Fuck. Oh, six I forgot. I forgot. What? No, oh, Canadian. Not. It's fucking four. What the hell? Even my daughter's laughing at your six. It's four <laughs> quarts per gallon. So four. Jesus. So four. Oh, that's a huge tub then. Is... I was thinking liters. <laughs> yeah, it's I'm in still quarts. 3.7, it's 3.79 liters per gallon. No, it's not. It's more than that. Because it's 0.7 liter. It's point point seven, whatever. A liter is like 0.7 quarts. Uh, 3.79 liters per You're going the wrong way! (laughs) I don't know what you just said, but it sounded really amazing. (laughs) Did she get you a beer yet? Actually, yes. It just took running around the table in the front room about eight times. And then uh, bringing a bear back to me so that I could give it a kiss. And then she got a bear. There you go. I see this. This is really amazing. Um, could you take this little bear and you could go take it over there? Question. Yes. I have picked up a, uh organic blue agave sweetener. Looks like honey. I'm getting ready to try this out. For, uh, so it has... Um, Inulin. It has inulin in it. So inulin is a really, really, really complex carbohydrate sugar. And it's what gives tequila its particular taste, right? And it makes tequila super hard to ferment. It's also super hard for uh, mycology to eat because of the inulin. And Uh. they use it, they market it, they market it for diabetics because of the inulin. It's very hard to break down. It takes a long time for that sugar to hit your system. Gotcha. So probably not a good idea. But I'm just going to try it anyways. I mean, it'll work. <laughs> Your growth's just going to be really slow. I'd imagine what if slow, I some... slow tomatoes growth. Huh. That's what I get a lot. A lot of tomatoes growth. I think how much, how much do you isolate? Try some, add some, add some peptone to your, to your agar. It'll, it'll fucking just blow your mind. It'll go ropey quick. But it's it, when it comes down to it, it does the same thing once it goes in the tub, right? Like once it goes into the grain. No, I mean, is it just from the looks, or does it make it doesn't make the genet, it doesn't make the genetics any stronger? When it's, ro- or, when it's rhizomorphic, it's usually a faster colonizer, and sometimes it's a faster fruiter. But that doesn't necessarily mean it. It's like one of those things where if you keep doing it, you're gonna make the, you're gonna make the assumptions. You know what I'm saying? If a cat sit shit in your fucking toad, you got this great fucking flush. From now on, you're thinking fucking cat shits are what you need for your flushes, you know. Yeah. But I mean, but from what from my experience, rhizomorphic mycelium, that's what I always grab. Plus, it looks fucking sweet as fuck on the plate. <laughs> so you know, I so all, it's a marketing I, I gimmick, is what you're saying. It's a it's a it's a marketing thing. Well, yeah, generally, okay. when it comes down to it, is that tomatoes growth has is usually multiple strains all competing, and whereas uh, like your rhizomorphic growth is less strains doing their own fucking thing. So okay. uh, you can usually, if you're going to go for a pheno hunt or something like that, the more uniform your growth pattern is all the way around, 
the uh, the better it's going to be. You don't want as many competing strains. Does that make so sense? So, like, when you've got an agar plate and it's, like, going all s- sorts of weird ways and stuff like that. Like, yeah. I'm not going to... The more, perfectly, oh, the more perfectly round... Yeah. The more perfectly round it is and the more uniform the growth, uh, the less strains you have competing. Well, yeah. Let me ask you this. Um, on your grows... Um, you, I mean, obviously you clone, right? I mean, yeah. you clone. Have you been trying to clone for better flushes? Like, uh, have you been trying to clone clusters? I mostly lately I've been just doing um, the biggest fruit of the. I have done a few clusters, but mostly I just go for the biggest fruit. All right, that's a good Everyone way. Has to their own. Everyone has their own. <laughs> Where do you clone I from? I go for the. I I, I I prefer going for uh, for clusters because I want it to be a nice full fucking canopy. No, see instead of one big fucking mushroom because you hand somebody what, one big fucking mushroom and they're, they're I know, like, but when when you're getting those clusters, like I've I've had a few canopy flushes and those things, you, you know, you only if you go for multiple flushes, you're not gonna get them if the, if it's clustered. Like I've had tubs where I can like if I'm gonna pull and twist, I'm gonna rip all the dirt out. Everything's just and if I cut them. I can get as low as I can, but I still like it's still covered. Any the, any parts of that cluster, any one of the any one of the fruits coming out of that cluster is good enough. You don't have to get it from the base of that cluster. No, no, I mean like when I'm when I'm when I'm um, t- taking apart my tub, like cutting down the fruits. Okay. When I have like I've had canopies where it's just been so many clusters so tight together. That I can't twist and pull because I'm going to pull all the sub apart. Or if I try to cut as low as I can, it's still like I still have the bottom of the the stipe stuck in the dirt. And then, yeah, if, good, and if you leave those in the dirt, it's going to re- yeah. recolonize. Yeah, it's not going to be I, a problem. If you do, I, I, even if you do disturb the top, you could just pseudo case it and just go again. Yeah, like, maybe it's not a big deal. Yeah. So you mean just uh, like like twist and pull and then and then uh, recase yeah, it? Yeah. Yeah, throw a little casing on fucking top of it, some clean sterile casing, and uh, that. Yeah, and then see? fucking roll again, bro. But if you oh, are man. going to if you are going to tear apart that top and not be careful, like I I'm the same way on the bags and shit, then you want to make sure you're sterile again. You're, it's not a sterile environment already once you put it in the tub, but you want to be as sterile as possible when you start tearing fruits off. Yeah, because you and then you want to make sure that you sterilize that. Uh, the casing. So you're exposing the grains again, right? To the to the elements Correct. and stuff. And they, every yeah. and they're already they're already weak as fuck because they've been getting fucking munched on for fucking twelve days, you know. So <laughs> yeah, so I just sense. take that's why you keep. I always keep those, you know, like the, like I said, I had those sterile bags of substrate that right. have been pressure cooked. I just open one of them bitches up, take a few handfuls out, spread it over the top, and then uh, good to go. Sterile cased again, rock and roll. Well. See, learn something new every day. At least one thing. That's my goal. That's it. (laughs) My my brain is maxed out for the day. I learned my one thing. Well, it was great having you on, man. We've hit about an hour and a half. Really quick. Yeah, it was great being here. Thanks for having me. Huh? These things go by super fast. Oh, they do. I think it, I really enjoy talking to you guys and, and, and talking to the new people. Um, yeah, it wasn't definitely. scary, was it? It wasn't scary. 
He was all tripped no, out. No, I, I was a little scary. nervous at first, though. You know, like it's it's <laughs> a little nerve wracking, but once you get in here and start talking, it, it turns into fun. Yep. Yeah, time goes by super quick. We actually we're more on topic than we have in ever. A minute. Well, yeah, when it's a, when it's the five of us in here just talking <laughs> shit to each other. Oh, I mean, shit. We. Yeah, and then it's just crazy talk nonstop. But when you have someone in here that we don't really know and that we're getting to know, it's not like we're on our best behavior, honestly, obviously. <laughs> but we still have to ask questions in order to fucking find out who we're talking to. You know what I mean? Yep. <laughs> yeah, no problem. It was it was really fun talking to you, man. And I'll uh, I'll so normally, you Discord. Excellent. Oh, definitely. And no, normally when we go, we try to all say something positive to our listeners or just to the world in general. So let's go Woo-hoo. ahead and have, make Deadpool go first as traditional. Yeah. So um, yeah, come out to my, come to the Discord. Tell me how awesome I am, and uh, I will return with a Deadpool meme. Have a good time. <laughs> that's not. That's not nice. <laughs> come stroke my ego. Jack me off, please. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right John. Along. I've been working on this one. Uh, okay. you never, you never fail until you stop trying. Oh, <laughs> the motivational poster in your classroom? <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's go, bud. What do you got? I'm going to take a quote from the the great Wayne Gretzky, since I'm Canadian. Nice. You miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Don't take. Yeah. That was extremely Canucistani. It was well done. Well played. <laughs> I figured I'd end it off we Canadian have... since uh I'm the first Canadian <laughs> you guys had on here. Thanks for having me. Oh yeah. Hey, not a problem, Definitely. man. It was great. Yeah, it, was it was great, great man. Great. I'll come back anytime. Awesome. And in closing, uh just a few words for me is that we love you listeners. We enjoy having you uh around. We would love to talk to more of you and drag you into our own little crazy world just like this. Uh, once again, if you'd like to uh, go ahead and support us anyway, you can find us um, on Venmo at, at uh, FAFO Cult. And we will promise to use the money for nothing good, just pure debauchery, and just pay the bills that we have to pay to keep this podcast going. We don't, love you. don't hesitate to come swing by the Discord. Oh, please come to the Discord. It's uh, FAFL Coat on uh, the Discord as well. And you can also probably use that Discord to get you into some of these other people's cool kid Discords. Yeah. Yes, sir. That is normally where we find the people to harass on our podcasts. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right, listeners, we love you, and we'll see you all again next time. All right, later. <laughs>